You know, this is kind of hard to wrap your head around, but believe it or not, Canada, we are now per capita outpacing the U.S. when it comes to COVID cases. And for more on this, joining us now is Dr. Samantha Hill, who is head of the Ontario Medical Association, and the doctor joins us here on Global News Radio. Dr. Hill, good afternoon. Thanks so much for having me on the air again. How are you? I'm okay, thank you. Appreciate you being here as always. And I guess my first question is, how did we get here? I mean, that's a simple question, but I'm guessing a pretty difficult answer. Uh, Indeed, it is a difficult answer. But you know what? The answer, if I'm going to simplify it, is simply that we lost the race. We lost the race between variants and vaccines. And as we had warned and we were worried about early on, the variants are far more contagious and they are far more spreadable. They are far more infectious would be the technical worm on that. And as the virus and the variants outpaced our ability to administer vaccines and protect people, we wound up in a position with exponential growth. And that's what we're seeing in the third wave again. Yeah. Can you give us some background or some more detail on this P1 variant? We've seen the explosion in BC and a lot of people are pointing to Whistler now and the ski resort uh, there, but uh, maybe just some further background on the P1 variant, why it's so transmissible and why it seems to be packing more of a punch. Sure. So without getting too caught up in the science of it all, the first thing to remember is that there are going to be a lot of different variants. The UK variant is still the biggest one by far. Um, So this P1 variant, which is coming to us, was originally seen in um, Japan and was brought to us um, through Brazil after a group came back from Brazil. And it is doing exactly what viruses do, which is mutating in an attempt to become more infectious, more contagious, because that's how they improve viral survival. And that's an interesting word because they're not truly alive, but nonetheless. That is what viruses do. They will continue to mutate to try and be more contagious. And that is exactly the concern that we've all had for so long. It's the reason why it's so important to get your vaccine. It's because it cuts down that transmission chain. And in addition to protecting you from the current viruses, decreases the capacity of the virus to continue to mutate. We know that it has a spike protein mutation. And that's that same spike protein that we keep talking about as far as the vaccines being targeted against. And that mutation makes it more infectious. Some people are calling this mutation Nelly. That's also found in the UK variant, which is currently more prolific here. But it also has another escape mutation, which um, is a little bit more concerning, to be honest. And having said all of that, when it comes uh, to this race with the uh, vaccines, again, we're worried about the supply. We see the drive-through clinic at Wonderland being shut down once again. And can we win this race uh, between the variants, particularly this P1 variant and the vaccine? I think there's still time to win the race before the P1 variant, absolutely. Um, As we said, it's not huge here in Ontario yet. It's only around 140 cases here, which is still quite the minority. The idea is that we are worried that this or the next mutation won't actually be as well protected by the vaccines. And so one really does need to make sure that we get vaccinated as many people as quickly as possible right now to cut that spread and ensure that we don't give it the opportunity to come in, to 
run rampant through society and to continue to mutate in ways that are even more dangerous. Okay, until that time, the stay-at-home order is in place here in the province. And when will we know, do you think, Dr. Hill, whether or not this latest stay-at-home order is being effective? I mean, obviously, the case counts continue over 4,000, over 4,400 today. So we haven't seen, and it's early on, any effect of the stay-at-home order. But when can we anticipate, do you think, seeing whether or not this is doing what we all hope it will? Absolutely. And I know how hard that stay-at-home order is for so many people. We are all struggling with the idea of being locked in our houses again. Um, But the truth of the matter is what we're seeing today reflects what was happening about two weeks ago. And so our stay-at-home order is currently about four or five days old, and we won't see the results of it for approximately another 10 days. All right. Just uh, finally, today is a day one of elective surgeries in the province being canceled or delayed. And I'd be remiss if I did not ask you as the head of the Ontario Medical Association about that decision and also the uh, ICU numbers, which are up over now 600. And just how concerning is that? Thank you. So the ICU numbers are dreadfully concerning. We're up at almost 620 is the number I saw today. It is continuing to show exponential growth, and while no one expects those numbers to start coming down anytime soon, it's important to remember that the 620 today might be a very different cohort than the 580 we saw on Friday. There are people who have died in between, and so there's actually even more people who have wound up admitted to the ICU than we think when we look at that change. So we're still seeing exponential growth. We're still in the awful position of looking at potential overwhelming need for healthcare resources, and you've heard people call for extra healthcare nurses and doctors and people with the skills to come into Ontario to help us. So that's a pretty scathing report of where we're at right now. As far as the non-emergent surgeries, and I'll, I'll push back on the use of the word elective because for the people waiting for them, they certainly don't feel elective. But as far as the non-emergent surgeries that are being canceled, it's dreadful. I mean, We are already in a significant backlog. Even before the pandemic, people were waiting probably far too long for most of these surgeries. Now they're waiting even longer. Some of these people have been waiting for over a year since the first slowdown. And while doctors will continue to triage and make sure that we get the most urgent people in first, these are the kinds of delays that fuel opioid epidemics. These are the kinds of delays that fuel the loss of independence in our elderly who are waiting for hip fracture repairs. These are the kind of delays that ultimately will fuel extra deaths from the disease associated, so cancers and things like that. It's absolutely the correct decision right now. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that, but it comes at a risk. It comes at a cost. And as surgeons around the province are very well aware, um, the stay-at-home and the non-emergency cancellation orders, they don't cancel our obligations to our patients. And it's very hard, very, very hard for surgeons to to hold on to that space and accept that there are patients suffering that we would love to help but simply don't have the resources for right now. Without a doubt. Uh, just finally, can I ask you about those ICU numbers? And we know that uh, patients in Toronto ICUs and in the hotspots are being moved to places like Kingston, London, Ontario. Are there ongoing conversations, do you know right now, Dr. Hill, with our interprovincial counterparts? Could you possibly see in the weeks to come that some ICU patients are transferred uh, out of province? Oh, Lord, I really hope we don't wind up there. Um, so everything is possible. You know, we're in a horrible pandemic and we 
as a nation, I'm sure we'll come together to try and support all of the patients that we can. I really hope we don't wind up in a position where we're looking at interprovincial transfers, what that would mean for patients and their families who are separated from their sick and their loved ones would be devastating, um, to say the least. I also hope that within the next two weeks, we start to see, at the very least, the effects of the stay-at-home order and a plateau of cases so that we can avoid such extreme situations as needing to transfer people out of province. Well, it goes without saying, we're all hoping to see that. Dr. Hill, appreciate the time as always with us. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much. And to everyone listening, please go out, get the first vaccine you can. They are all great at decreasing transmission, decreasing death, decreasing hospitalization. That's what you can do right now. All right. Dr. Samantha Hill, president of the Ontario Medical Association.